Interest-only fire sales. Let's have a look. Hello everyone, I'm Florian Heiser and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. I've got my morning stein of coffee and I hope you're all starting the weekend, you know, ready to do all your Saturday and Sunday chores. I thought we would have a look at this article that a viewer sent me. Now it's an older one, but I think it is very relevant. It's fears of fire sales and as interest only loans roll over into their, or reset, into their principal and interest phase, where you don't just pay the interest, you've got to pay both. Now, we discussed this recently in a previous video, and I'll just bring this over here, where there were two couples or two examples that was given. It was a piece done by 7.30. There was a young lady, a single mother in Ipswich, who was struggling to meet the repayments of her house because it flipped from interest only to interest in principal. And then the couple we see here, the two ex-retired police officers that had the goal of getting 30 properties. So they would get one interest only, use the capital gain to buy another and another and another and another. They got up to 16. Now, interest only loans, you know, I understand they're a useful tool. You can use them in certain situations. But, I mean, getting up to 30 properties, guys, property can go down, it can decline, it can decline sharply, and we haven't really had a recession in Australia, a technical recession, in nearly three decades. So, what's going to happen if it hits hard? Now, hopefully, hopefully this couple have made enough profit on some of their, prop their properties so they can sell them, but that's the thing. What happens if all of a sudden many people need to hit the market at once. Well, we all know what happens on, well, crypto is a fantastic example, where you get a drastic plunge. And that is the issue. In America, we've heard of where the housing recovery, a lot of people haven't actually been foreclosed on. Would that happen here in Australia? Would the banks hold off on foreclosing on people to ensure the value of their assets maintains at a higher level or would they all start to crumble at once and that is the point of this article raising some concerns about the potential for a fire sale where one prop you know where several people all at once need to convert they can't get finance so the market is flooded with stock and that will affect the price you have to understand we're hearing more and more about you know the return of the boom everywhere but Perth but they keep mentioning just at the end of the article that supply is low. So I would hazard a guess that interest rates have dropped, that APRA rules have changed. So a lot of people are not having to resort to fire sales at this stage. So let's have a look at this article and I'll take a swig of coffee. And you can let me know what you think. So as property prices in Australia has, have climbed over the past few years, Thousands of Australians desperate to get a foothold on the property ladder have used interest-only loans. But the interest-only period on these loans doesn't last forever. Over the next three years, interest-only loans worth a combined total of about $360 billion will roll over to interest plus principal. And that means borrowers will face higher repayments. See, this is the thing. This is the thing. I can understand, you know... It's probably not the smartest approach they took. They're taking on a whole lot of risk. But I can understand this, this couple 
using interest-only loans as a financial tool to you know, ride the wave up and try and you know get more property, get more assets. I can understand why they're doing that. But the idea of going in interest-only just on a home, as your maybe even your first home, that, that worries me a little bit, you know? I'd, I'd, I would, well, what we did is find the cheapest house we could buy. We've got a fixer-upper, and it needs a lot of fixer-uppering, I can tell you that for sure, but our mortgage is much more manageable than if we had a bought one that didn't need all the love and care. And then we can just, you know, slap a coat of paint on and, and replace the door, restump it, redo the gutters, <laughs> repaint the whole house, get rid of... So, yeah, we, we, we bought a real fixer-upper. But... I mean, the advantage is it's, it's less level of stress. You don't want to be in the situation here where you've used the interest only to get into your first home and then you're kind of hoping on a capital increase or you'd want a, uh, you know, wage increase or work is improving. What happens if it doesn't? This is where it can get concerning. So this kind of nightmare scenario is where a lot of people need to sell at once. And that's when you see a kind of fire sale mentality and could see very significant downward pressure on prices, says Professor Richard Holden from the University of New South Wales Business School. That puts the banks under stress and their balance sheets under stress and it could lead to significant financial instability. Now, here's the thing. I'm, yeah, I don't know. I would imagine the banks would do whatever they could whatever they could to avoid this. It's in their best interests, even if they you know, stretch out people a bit longer, send people to food banks, and I will link to a video here where they were sending people to food banks. Have a look at that, guys. I'm not making that up. So according to the ABS data released on Tuesday, and this is from last year, residential property prices fell 0.7% in the March quarter. Sydney recorded an annual price fall of 0.5%, the first since the March quarter 2012. Well, there you go. <laughs> now we're in the future. Just think back. Prices in Melbourne dropped 0.6 the first quarter since the September quarter of 2012. And here we go. Worst decision I made in my life. So they're humanizing this tale. For Queensland farm manager Hugh Mackey, the switch to interest plus principal repayments may prove too much. He and his wife tried to build a retirement nest egg buying two investment properties in the coal mining town of Blackwater in 2008. Oh no. Financed by almost half a million dollars in interest-only loans with ANZ. Okay, well, yeah, I've worked on mines and submissions and projects all through the basin. And you don't want to be buying property in Blackwater in 2008 at interest-only. Oh shit. I'm not sure I can retire at 65 the way things are going now, he said. The town's rental market has slumped, the houses have halved in value, and Mr. Mackey is struggling to meet his loan repayments. So here's a question for you. Since the banks are so good at managing risk and reducing their risk, why the hell did they, did they do that, finance this in Blackwater in the middle of a boom? Maybe they're not. So good at managing risk. At the moment, with interest only, we're forking out, I think, approximately $30,000 a year of our own money, separate to the rental income to not default on the loans. Oh boy. Mr. Mackey 
has never missed a payment so far, but this month his loans are switching over to principal plus, in plus interest. Wait a minute, that's that's just the interest? Shoot. For Blackwater, guys. Blackwater, I'll, I'll bring up Google, uh, Google Earth, and we can have a look at it to, so you can get an understanding of where these places are. Damn. So I imagine the switch to lower interest rates would have made a difference. Here we go. We'll go Blackwater. Blackwater, Queensland, Australia. We're zooming in here. So you can see, guys, it's in the middle of nowhere. Okay? It's in the middle of nowhere. That is a lot of interest to be paying for a town, you know, inland from Rocky. I like Rocky. I've been there. It's a nice place. Good steak. But still, I mean, wow. Wow. This means he'll have to find another $12,000 every year to cover the mortgages. He's yet to speak to his bank. If it gets serious and ugly, I presume they can probably bankrupt me. I don't want that to happen, but I can see, can't see an easy solution. And in the meantime, I want to try, keep trying to pay the repayments. Even if he sells both investment properties, he has zero equity and may still owe ANZ $250,000. He says he regrets ever buying the Blackwater houses. It was probably the worst decision I ever made in my life see and this is the thing i mean he's gone all in on one town in the middle of queensland the poor guy you know it was it was going crazy back then and the thing is a lot of that the rental returns for some of these remote towns was for the construction and the construction isn't going to last forever so a big strain for a lot of people the interest and here's this is the graph showing us the interest only periods expiring so 2018, 2019, 2021. So the Reserve Bank of Australia estimates that a total of 360 billion worth of interest only loans will roll over to principal plus interest in the next three years. For the average borrower, that means about $7,000 a year in extra repayments. Professor Holden said that will prove a stretch for many. That's a big strain for a lot of people. And in terms of cash flow, that's very hard for a lot of people to meet, particularly if they're overstretched, he said. At the same time, it has become harder to refinance with banks applying greater scrutiny to people's debts and spending habits. Well, see, this has eased off now. APRA have eased off on this issue, which may mitigate some of this. I mean, it's, it's frankly, it's in the bank's best interest to not bankrupt all these people, to stretch them out into their self-imposed indentured servitude for as long as they can. You don't want to, they don't want to cascade it. But that's still not a good sign for the economy. It's still not a good sign for those areas. By 2015, interest-only loans have grown to almost 40% of outstanding housing credit in Australia. In March 2017, the Australian Prudential Regulatory Authority put the brakes on limiting interest-only lending by the banks to 30% of new home loans. That was the reduction down to 30%? Wow. Earlier this month, official data showed new lending to property investors had fallen to its lowest level in two years and looks like now that that is also turning around 
but Australia is still exposed with these type of loans when compared to overseas markets. Now, this is interesting. In the UK, 17.6% of home loans are interest only. In the US, where interest only loans played a role in the global financial crisis, lenders there have only recently started offering these type of loans again, but with extra safeguards. So we've planned for this. Heather Shaw and her husband Dave decided on an interest-only loan with ANZ when they bought their five-acre property outside Perth five years ago. It has meant they have been able to afford a much-needed new roof for their house and fencing for their property, while Miss Shaw was able to take time off from her job when her children were young. We decided to take interest-only so I can take a full 12 months off work without having any sort of financial strain on us, she said. The home loan will roll over to principal plus interest later this year and then $1,900 monthly repayments will increase by about a quarter. So this is a strategic move for us. We've planned for that. This, she said, Miss Shaw is returning to work and she and her husband are already making extra repayments on their loan. Okay, so th this is the contrast. You've got the example of, well, the gentleman buying investment properties in a mining town in the middle of Queensland hoping to continue with the insane rental returns that was artificially, you know, inflated because of a construction boom in the area. You've got the coppers who are trying to get 30 properties, and then you've got the family that are using it as a tool to improve their quality of life while she raises her kids, and they're planning for it. So you can see how these are legitimate financial products. You can't just say, get rid of them, get rid of them, get rid of them. But I mean, that's a really high percentage. And I'm surprised, I'm honestly, I'm surprised that the bank was allowing that much investment from one person in Blackwater, of all places. I guess hindsight, you know, 10 years later, it's a bit different. It was just crazy back then, you know, back in the mining sector. And a few years later, we were still, you know, working in that area. And they bought right before the GFC or right during it. There you go. Anyway, guys, let me know what you think. Do you think we will see a fire sale or do you think the banks will do everything they can to avoid it? Do you think APRA will do everything it can to avoid it? You know, I, I, while there are people who are going, oh, it's, it's all going to come crashing down, I think they have the capacity to kick the can down the road more than we realize. Much more than we realize. Unless there is a drastic shock, a drastic shock that is going to force the bank to start calling these in, what do you think they'll do? Anyway, guys, like, share, and subscribe. If you enjoy my content and want to help me produce more, I do have a Patreon and subscribe style where you can make a small monthly donation. I also have affiliate links for Amazon and eBay where I get a small kickback when you make a purchase. And every bit helps the channel and allows me to keep stock of Aldi coffee in my steins. Take care, guys, and I'll talk to you later.